Okay, so Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, directed by James Gunn, released earlier this month. It is the third entry in the Guardians of the Galaxy trilogy. It's also the concluding entry. And it's also the 32nd MCU film so far. The film stars Chris Pratt as Star-Lord slash Peter Quill, Zoe Saldana as Gamora, Dave Bautista as Drax, Karen Gillian as Nebula, Palm Clementif as Mantis, Vin Diesel as the voice of Groot, Bradley Cooper as the voice of Rocket, and Chukwudi Uwuji as the High Evolutionary. The story essentially follows the Guardians traveling the universe to find a cure for Rocket, who was seriously wounded in the opening scene of the film. Along the way, they uncover some secrets about his past and the resurgence of his creator, the High Evolutionary. Okay, so I've seen this film twice, and the first time that I walked out, I was not the biggest fan of it. There's something about the structure of the story here where it follows the linear story of the Guardians looking for this cure for Rocket, but it also mixes it in with these flashbacks to Rocket's past and how he became who he was at the beginning of the first film prior to meeting the Guardians. So there is a lot of tonal whiplash that can be had in this film if you're hoping for this great simple story that goes from A to Z in a simple manner, because it doesn't. It kind of dances around the main story and the story of his past quite a bit, and in a way that is really interesting, but it can also be a bit off-putting, and that's how it was for me the first time. And once I went in to watch it the second time, it flowed a lot better. And I think part of it has to do with the fact that there is a lot of expectation being put on this film. Marvel hasn't really had a win since No Way Home. And with the lukewarm to negative reaction that a lot of the last few films have gotten, it's just one of those films and franchises that you don't think can miss. And so just the thought of it not living up to this great expectation that we could have built up for it was bad. But yes, I enjoyed it a lot more the second time that I saw it. It flowed a lot better. And moving on to the story aspect of it, I think the biggest thing that James Gunn has going for him in all his films really that I've seen, but especially in these Guardians films, is his ability to mix in these really emotional and deeply serious character moments into this shiny, colorful, kinetic, hyperactive veneer that is genre filmmaking and superhero filmmaking in particular. All of the characters get this great final send-off moment, and there are a lot of moments where the characters are kind of just working through their problems and facing things head-on. This is a this is a film that does not hold back its punches. A lot of it is, you know, the violence that's in it is pretty heavy for what we've seen from Marvel in the past, but also in the way that the characters confront their problems and how they talk about their problems and it kind of can feel at times like it's losing a bit of its subtlety and jumping ahead to some of the music and sound stuff there are a lot of music cues that are so on the nose that you know you'll be rolling your eyes a little bit at it but I do think that a lot of the stuff that Gunn does in this film is great at making the characters feel like they're having concluding stories where this isn't just the conclusion of the story of the Guardians. This is a conclusion of Star-Lord's story. This is a conclusion of Rocket's story. This is a conclusion of Nebula's story. But in this film, I think he does a great job of carrying out these emotional beats, but also contrasting them to the presence of the High Evolutionary. And to be honest, the High Evolutionary is really one note as a villain. He kind of just does one thing and he goes there. Chikwudi Uwuji is great in the role, but he's just kind of at 11 the whole time. And 
and it is fun to watch, but it can be tiresome at some points. Nebula's character is one of those ones that I found really interesting to consider in the context of this story because she really gets to play with emotions here in a way that she hasn't really been able to in the past. I mean, she had her moments, you know, in Infinity War and Endgame, but this film is just kind of like the catch-all for just finding peace. And I think by the end of the film, you're left with a sense of peace. But it is a bit bittersweet because it is the end of the Guardians. I don't want to spoil what happens specifically to each of them, but it is the end of this iteration of the Guardians. And Gunn did a great job of kind of alleviating Marvel from the responsibility of keeping these characters in this universe acting in the way that they do. So great chemistry between the actors. The new characters, especially Will Poulter, I thought fit right in. A lot of people have been commenting about how he kind of feels like a waste in this film because he kind of plays a dumbass. And I'm not really well versed in Adam Warlock's comic presence, but I really enjoyed seeing him on screen. And I I just kind of already like Will Poulter as an actor. And, you know, it's a cool guy. Seems like a cool guy. So the visuals, big, big upgrade for Marvel here. The past few films have been looking really, really, really shoddy. And because they rely so heavily on CGI, it's been quite frustrating sometimes just because you know Marvel's capable of a lot better than this. Great moments, great action, and there's specifically a moment, a fight in a hallway that pretty much everyone has mentioned, but it really is as good as everyone says that it is. Uh, In terms of the music, this volume three awesome mix, as we've come to know them, was good, but I don't think it's the best one. I would probably say it's the lesser of the three, but I still really enjoyed it. Just some of the moments were really on the nose. The needle drops really, really had me rolling my eyes a little bit just because of what Gunn decided to play and when he decided to play it and who he decided to focus on while that song was playing. But some of them, like In the Meantime by Space Hog, was a revelation for me when I saw the first trailer. But the use in the film was actually great. I really loved it. And the biggest problem that I had with this film was there was a lot, and I mean a lot, of death taunting here. Like James Gunn was probably sitting in his director's chair laughing to himself, thinking, oh, I'm going to get everyone with this one, thinking that this person's going to die, and then I'm just going to pull the rug out from under them, and they're going to be okay. And it got to the point where it happened so many times where I was just like, come on, this this is absurd. Because it really annoys me when you get the sense that a director is kind of acting on a power trip, like he's kind of doing something just because he can, and he knows that it'll get a certain reaction out of the crowd, and it kind of feels cheap. I think that's the best way to put it it felt really cheap and it's not enough for me to come out and say I hate the film I did like it I liked it a lot but it's just one of the things that I just don't think I'm ever going to be able to get over just because it just feels so cheap but you know overall I had a great time the second time that I watched this I look forward to watching the third time watching it in the future probably in the upper echelon of Marvel's output probably the best film we've gotten since Endgame like everyone is saying I'm not the biggest fan of No Way Home but I do think that this one is a big win for Marvel regardless of how its box office does. I don't think it's doing the greatest, but I know that it's doing solid and hopefully it can keep it going because I want Marvel to succeed and I want great Marvel films and superhero films to come out. So I'm not happy when films fail or they're not good, but everything James Gunn does here is great. Return to form for Marvel, big win. Uh, If we're looking at ranking the films, I would say this is probably in between volume one and volume two at the bottom. So right in the middle, it's great, but I don't think it overtakes the first one. And if I had to give it a rating, I would probably say, I think I gave it four out of five stars. Hey everyone, David here. Hope you enjoyed this episode of Delicata Reviews. Look forward to more episodes coming soon and I'll catch you all next time here on the Delicato Network.